if you woke up right on time and were right on schedule getting ready, but you had to stop and take a couple of dabs and now you're late for work, go ahead and click subscribe. Rasta Jeff, you bad motherfucker. Welcome to the show, Podcast World. I'm your host, Rasta Jeff. This is episode 803 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. Do bear with me because the episode numbers will be messed up for the next couple of shows. I apologize. I just can't count. We're going to have a lot of fun in this episode. I've got some great emails planned out for us. We're also going to give away free seeds. That's right. I'm going to give away free Irie genetic seeds on this episode. Hang out. We'll talk more about the free seeds later in the show. I do want to remind you that Team Irie Genetics will be at the Dude Grows Cup June 3rd in LaPorte, Colorado. Look forward to seeing you there. Come hang out. I will be there. Mike will be there. The Dude will be there. Scotty Real will be there. There'll be a whole bunch of other great people to come hang out with. Stop by the booth. Say hi. I look forward to meeting you at the Dude Grows Cup. Also, make sure you check out that sale and restock on iriedirect.com. There's Orangegasm available, there's Bubble Goat available, there's Lemon Jeffrey available, and a lot of other great restocks on iriedirect.com. All right, I feel like I've covered all of the business part of the podcast. Let's move into everybody's favorite portion of the show. That is the question and answer part of the podcast. This question came from the Grow Help tab on the Irie Genetics website. That's right, if you go to my website, iriegenetics.com, on the top there's a row of tabs. One will say Grow Questions or Grow Help. Click on that tab. We do ask you a few preliminary questions, and then we let you type in what the problem is in your grow. This message came from my buddy Dave G from Ontario. Big shout out to my buddy Dave G from Ontario. Hey, Dave, please send me your address because I do owe you a free pack of seeds because I read your letter here on the show. This one goes a little bit like this. It says, hey, Rasta Jeff, it's Dave from Ontario. What's up, dude? It's been a minute since I've heard from you. I hope all is well up there. It says, happy belated birthday, my friend. Yes, the birthday was in March. I'm reading this a little bit after that, but thank you for the great birthday wishes. I do appreciate that. The birthday was wonderful. There is more. It says, you may remember me. I sent a few emails about a year ago. Yeah, bro, I definitely remember you. Your name stands out. It says, a couple of which have appeared on the podcast. I was growing Raphael and Sunkiss at the time. Yes, great work, bro. I do remember you. Totally recall you. It says, we share the same birthday. That's a great fact. Thank you. Happy birthday, bro. Uh, it says we are both comedy nerds. Yes, I'm a huge comedy nerd. Uh, comedy is one of my favorite things. One of my favorite ways to spend an evening is to go see a live comedy show. Uh, it says we've both acquired brain injuries. Yes, um, we may have some new viewers, new listeners, new followers here on the podcast. In 2015, I suffered a major traumatic brain injury. It messed me up so bad. I didn't know my name. I couldn't do math. Uh, I missed a bunch of appointments and people were calling me saying, hey, bro, where are you? And I was saying, I don't even know who you are. Why are you calling me? Uh, it really messed me up. That was in 2015. There were a few months there where I was not myself. It was um, a long year of recovery. There are still weird uh, glitches, ticks, and problems that arise from that brain injury occasionally, but I mostly recovered from that. I'm sure it messed up my personality, my memory. Um, right after my brain injury, I didn't give a shit anymore. There were things I should care about, but I just stopped giving a shit about a lot of things after my brain injury. So anyway, just to bring some old listeners up or some new listeners up to speed, in 2015, I did experience a major traumatic brain injury that uh, it caused me some big problems. I had visual problems, memory problems. I was hallucinating a lot. Uh, I was saying weird shit, and eventually the swelling in my brain uh, healed up, and I am much better now. But sometimes, you guys, that's why I'm fucking weird. 
that's part of why I'm fucking weird. I was already a little bit goofy before the brain injury. The brain injury just kind of amplified that weirdness. Let me stay focused. Also, the lack of focus is from the brain injury. Let me keep going. It says, we both love cannabis cannabis at a maximum level. Yes, that is absolutely true. Uh, I am completely in love and uh, infatuated and passionate about this ganja plant that we all love here. I love that it's got so many great uses. Uh, I smoke it for um, medical and recreational purposes, somewhere in the middle. I say, I always say my first dab, that's a medical dab. That second dab, that's, that's kind of a supplementary dab. That third dab, that one's all recreational. The first two cure all the problems. The third one is just to have a good time. So I'm a recreational and a medical cannabis consumer. Uh, I not only love the relief and, um, the fun that it gives me, but I love seeing other people smoke cannabis and feel better. Uh, I was part of the first dispensary in my neighborhood, the first dispensary in my city, and I got to see uh, all walks of life come through that shop, young dudes, old ladies, and everything in between. And I would see people come in and they would say, hey, I'm suffering from this condition. And I would develop a relationship with them and recommend cannabis products. If it was smokables, edibles, whatever, topicals, we'd get them going. In a few weeks, when we figured out the right products for them, they would come back and I could see an improvement in the quality of their life. And that is amazing that this plant can do that. It can improve the quality of our lives. Then we've got the social aspect. Who doesn't like to hang out and smoke with a bro or a lady or both or whatever? Smoking with people is one of my favorite experiences. And then I also love the creative aspect of this ganja plant. When I smoke, I'm a musician. Uh, when I smoke, I want to go play music. Music sounds better. Food tastes better. Life is just a little bit better with this ganja plant. And I love how multifaceted this plant is and how many great positive benefits we get from the same plant. So you are absolutely correct with the idea that we both love cannabis. I can tell that you love cannabis as much as I do because you've been around uh, for a long time. You've sent a lot of messages and we have interacted a bit. And it's been a, over a year. So that means that you are definitely committed to this ganja plant. Now, like I said before, I do have that brain injury, so I get a little bit rambly. Let me get myself back on track. There's more to this message. It says, are you and I the same person on different planes of existence? I don't know, man. There are some interesting coincidences anyway. That is really funny. Uh, I do believe in parallel universes, and I do believe in weird things like that. So maybe somewhere along the line, bro, we've got some of the same timeline programmed into us. Maybe the Matrix spit us out at the same time. Whatever human printer you believe in, maybe we came from the same human printing factory. I don't know, bro. But I love that we're such good friends and we don't even know each other. That's fucking awesome. Did we just become best friends, bro? There's more to this. It says, cool if you remember me. No big deal if not. Bro, I remember you. How would I not remember my best friend? It says, I'm back and growing some fluff head, which I acquired from the dude's world. Big shout out to Dude's World. Check out the Dude's World if you need some Irie Genetics beans up there in Canada. Big up, dude. I hope you're doing well, bro. Also, there's more. It says, I'm running three plants and noticing some differences and similarities. That's a good thing to observe. Then it says, I have a question regarding powdery mildew and its resistance. This is where this part gets fun. Now it goes on. It says, is powdery mildew resistance a phenotypical trait? meaning that two plants from the same population can possibly display different levels of resistance. The quick answer to that is yes, that is a phenotypical trait. Just like one of those plants may smell more like one thing, the other one may smell like another thing. That is absolutely a phenotypical trait. So you could put both of those plants on the same room. We could introduce powdery mildew on purpose and you'll see one may decimate one plant and one may not touch the other plant. That is absolutely a phenotypical trait. Now he does give an example. He said, I've got fluff head. Uh, could my fluff head number one and fluff head number two have the same PM resistance? No, they, they're, it's very likely, very possible that they will be different 
Uh, those are bred from two vastly different parents. We've got the Afterglow, which grows kind of tall and skinny, and it's got those long, thin tropical leaves. And then we've got the Chem 4, which grows differently than that. It's shorter, squattier, bigger leaves, totally different flavor profiles. And since we've started with two vastly different ingredients, we can expect vastly different outcomes in some of those phenotypes. Some of them may be completely powdery mildew resistant, and some of them may be susceptible to powdery mildew resistance. I do know that the Afterglow is generally resistant to the powdery mildew, but compared to other phenotypes, you are going to see differences in that level of resistance. The message says, hopefully I worded that well for you. I'll be back with more questions, especially now that you're giving out seeds for the questions. That's right, guys. I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but if you send me a grow question on the grow help tab at iregenetics.com and I read that question here on the show, you win a free pack of Irie Genetic Seeds. So my buddy Dave up there in Ontario has won himself a free pack of seeds. Dave, you worded this perfectly, bro. I totally understand the question. You're basically one, and this goes for every strain. We highlighted Fluffhead here in this uh, question because that's what my buddy is growing, but this goes with every strain. Now do keep in mind that many strains are powdery mildew resistant. If they're bred in areas where powdery mildew is common over several generations, those plants will build that powdery mildew resistance. That just naturally will be in there. A lot of plants do have that. Some plants on the other hand just are naturally susceptible to the powdery mildew. Now within those two categories, we're going to see the plants that really get it and the plants that don't get it. That's just a phenotypical trait or an expression. All right, let me make sure I wrapped all this up. Thanks for the great content. It has helped me out on my journey, bro. That is what the, the whole point of this is, to get everybody on a great cannabis journey. Growing can be very frustrating. There are a lot of trials and tribulations that come along with cannabis growing. There's a lot of bullshit information out there. I'm trying to get everybody on a good path uh, and growing the best possible cannabis they can grow and enjoying it while they do it because we can all grow good weed and struggle at the same time. Let's try to make it easy for everybody. The last line is my favorite. It says, you are my cannabis hero. Sincerely from Dave. Bro, I didn't know that I was anybody's hero, but that does mean a lot to me. Much respect. Big fist, bro. bro. Thank you. Stay cool up there in Canada and send me more questions. Dave, also send me your address. I think I may have it already, but please do refresh my memory because we talked about that brain injury, bro. You know what I'm talking about. I'd love to get you a pack of seeds up there in Canada land. All right, we've got a good flow going. There's no need to take a break. Now let's keep going. I've got another question here in front of me. This one also came from the Grow Help tab on the Irie Genetics website. This one came from our buddy Philabong. I like that name a lot. What up, Philabong? You Philabong, I'll rip a bong. All right, the question goes, first of all, I love your podcast. Thank you, bro. That is a great compliment and a good way to start a message. It says they are extremely helpful and you are a great person for sharing your knowledge. I appreciate that. Um, I know that it's kindness and all that stuff that does it, but also there's some weird thing inside of me that I feel like I would explode if I didn't share my knowledge and kind of help you guys in this way. Uh, I was given the gift of being able to uh, receive information and also filter out the bullshit. That's one of my big gifts. Uh, I can receive information, I can read, I can research, and I can hear a bunch of things, and then I can put that into a small package and re-deliver it in a way that everybody can understand it. That way you guys don't have to stay up till six in the morning reading the internet. I already did that for you, and I'll come put that out for you. I feel like I'm I'm compelled by, I don't know what you believe in. They call me Rasta Jeff. I wear red, gold, and green colors all the time. You know what I believe in. That's not important. Whatever you believe in, that compels me to share this message with you. That, that just And if I didn't share that message, it would be disrespectful to whatever gave me this gift and this energy. So thank you for noticing. Uh, thank you for mentioning uh, that I share this knowledge. 
So it does go on. There's actually content to the message that says, I've been growing for a couple of years in a four by four tent, and I have been searching for some prime females, and I now have a few so far, including Lemon Jeffrey and an Orangegasm that is very promising at this point. All right, so we're growing in a four by four. You've been searching for some stuff and you've got a Lemon Jeff and an Orangegasm. I've glad, I'm glad you found those. Those are great lines. They're gonna do very well for you. It also says, I've always wanted to create my own strains since I started smoking 28 years ago. Bro, we're on the same team. We're OG veteran smokers. Uh, and also, I understand that feeling of wanting to create strains. Something about it, you just know. You're like, I could breed something and then it's in you. So you're ready to do it, bro. Let's get it on. Anyway, it says, I found a male that I've been keeping for a while and I really like, and I'm going to do a pollen run in the next month after I finish up this flower run. Sounds like a good strategy. This male has a structure I want and the smell is exactly what I want. I wanna collect as much pollen as I can and hold on to it. That's a good strategy. Uh, I don't collect pollen most of the time. I honestly just do live plant pollination, plant porn if you will, but your collection idea will work. It says, at what point in flower should I pollinate the females for best results? I know it won't be the same time for every female and plant, but a general idea is all I need and I can play with it from there. Thank you for all you do from the community. Peace from Philabong. Big shout out to my buddy Philabong. This is a great question. I don't remember if I've said this or not, but Philabong, please do send me your real name and your shipping address so that I can get you a free pack of Irie Genetic Seeds. Of course, that seed giveaway is sponsored by IrieDirect.com. Make sure you go check out IrieDirect for all the recent restocks and drops. But now let's answer this question about pollination timing. This is a really good question. So the parts on the plant that we like to call hairs, a lot of growers call them hairs. Those are pistils, the little dandelion parts. That is the part of your plant which will receive the pollen. The pollen will hit that little, uh, that little hair that's sticking up. The pollen will travel down that hair. And inside, once it gets down to the bottom there, it'll hit the ovule inside of the bract. And that is where the seed will begin to form. Now, you are right with the idea that not every plant and phenotype is going to be ready for pollen at the same time. But it is generally between days 18 to 23-ish all the way up to about day 32-ish, depending on the plant. I often talk about my strawberry fields and my platinum tangy plants because they want pollen at very different times. The platinum tangy plant that I breed with is ready for pollen approximately seven to 10 days before that strawberry fields plant. So it's ideal for me to stagger those two plants when I put them in the room so I can get them at their peak pollination times at the same time. They don't go in the same time. So I'll put that strawberry fields plant in there on one day and then I'll wait about a week or 10 days. Then I'll drag that platinum tangy plant in there. Now they're both in flower and they will both be ready for pollen at the exact same time. Now what you are looking for, my friend, as a new breeder, those pistols will receive pollen as soon as they begin to form. But what I recommend is watching that plant and learning that plant. You should be breeding with the plant you have grown several times. You've got a few great cuts in this room. You should be watching these plants. Get an idea. When do those pistols look the biggest, the fluffiest, the most available? When are there the most of them? You can tell by looking. The pistols are going to start off by popping out of the buds, and they're going to get longer. Then they're going to get thicker. When they are at their longest and thickest point, that is peak pollination time. Those are the plants' pollen-receiving parts. That was a lot of peas in one sentence there. But those that is peak pollination time. When those pistols are nice and ripe, you'll have to look at the plant. There is no perfect day for pollination. You've got a nice window. There's a nice time frame of when these plants will receive pollen. They'll receive pollen probably all the way up from about day 17, all the way up into like day 35 or 40, maybe even later, they're able to receive pollen. If there are pistols available, they can probably receive pollen. Eventually those pistols dry up and wither up and they can no longer take it. But as long as you've got pistols on there, you can pollinate them. 
What you've got to do as the breeder is pay attention to those female plants and see when you've got the maximum amount of pistols, healthy, viable pistols available. Another thing I'm going to recommend is don't touch those pistols. If you plan on pollinating a plant, don't touch those pistols. If it's with your hands, with your shirt, with anything, try not to touch them. We want them healthy and viable and active. Also, I don't like to spray plants that I'm going to pollinate. I feel like those sprays can disrupt those pistols and I want as many as I can have. Now, I know you would like a closer number, a more accurate, a more precise number of when to pollinate these plants. I'm going to say sometime between day 25 and day 32 is usually the best time. You've got about a week window there that is usually peak pollination time. Here's what happens if you pollinate too early. You don't get as many seeds as you could have. You could have gotten more seeds. Here's what happens if you pollinate too late. You don't get as many seeds as you could have. If you pollinate right at the right time, you get the maximum amount of perfect, beautiful, ripe seeds. If you pollinate too early, you're just not going to get as many. If you're making these seeds for yourself, that will not be a problem. If you pollinate too late, it will not be a problem if you're making seeds for yourself. If it's your first run, you can put the plant in there, and whenever it's got enough pistols, you can pollinate it. Or you can put two plants in at the same time, and they will pollinate on the right time, and you will make plenty of seeds to play with. It's that second, third, and fourth run is when you're going to want to learn how to dial things in and time it more perfectly so that you can get the maximum amount of seeds. I breed for production. People are buying my seeds. I need the maximum amount of seeds. That's why I drag plants in at different times and I really get the timing nailed down. If you can't do that, that's fine. Put a plant in a room, put another plant in a room, put some pollen on those bitches and make some seeds. It's not as technical or hypercritical as we would like it to be. This happens in nature outdoors with no control. Nature just does it and it fucking works every year on its own. So don't stress too much. Don't uh, be too hypercritical about the timing. Fall in love with the process of breeding. Watch when those pistols are ripe. Watch when that male plant starts dumping his pollen. Make documents. Make notes of both of those things. These plants look really ready for pollen about day 23. About day 27, they kind of started looking withered up. I should probably pollinate around day 24. Make a note of when your male plant really... Make a note of when he starts dropping pollen. Day 14, he started putting out pollen. Day 23, he was dumping. By day 32, I couldn't walk by him without pollen flying everywhere. Then at day 45, he quit making pollen. Document that shit. Then do the math equation in the future and you know I need pollen at this time. I need fucking female plants will be ready at this time. Do the math and get them in the room at the same time and get them going. But honestly, like I said a moment ago, it's not hypercritical. If you've got pistols and you've got pollen, you will get seeds, my dude. All right, my friend, Philabong. I hope I've answered your question. This was a great question here. Once again, please do send me your shipping info so that I can get you a free pack of Irie Genetic Seeds. And I know I've said this on a couple of episodes, but it keeps happening. If you have won free seeds and you would like me to send them to you, please include a real name. It doesn't have to be your real name, but like a, a logical, rational name for me to put on the package. I don't want to put Philabong on your box. No offense to Philabong. That's a great name. But if you want the USPS to go through your package, Philabong is a great way to get your shit investigated and cause everybody in the chain a few problems. All right, so send me your real name, please. I'd love to get you a free pack of seeds. All right, I've got another great question here in front of me. This one also did come from the Grow Help tab on iregenetics.com, which means my friend Scott has won a free pack of seeds. Scott, you know the drill, my dude. Please send me your real name and your address so that I can send you a free pack of Irie Genetic Seeds. This one, again, came from our buddy Scott. He has a general grow question, and it says, I run a 6-2 light schedule during veg and 12-12 during flower. Okay, so he's got the lights on for six hours on and two hours off, it sounds like, during veg. 
which sounds wonky, but I understand why that works. I already know people are going to be triggered by that six hours on and two hour off light schedule during veg. They're going to say, why don't the plants go into flower? Because that two hour dark frame is just enough to let the plants go to sleep. And then he wakes them up right before they're actually in the sleep mode where it would trigger them to go to flower. I understand that. Uh, then 12, 12, like normal and flower. The question here is, could I do something like six, two, six, 12 during flower? Six on, two off, six on, 12 off. Um, I understand the question. My main answer, I wrote this on the paper. It says, why? Why would you try to do that? Why do you want to do that? That two hour off period is basically making your plants hungry for light. That is two hours that they could have gotten photons, uh, photon energy in the plant, in the room, and they could have done that much more work. So over 60 days, that's 120 hours of photons, which you are neglecting to give these plants, which they could have gotten. Think about it this way. If you are a, um, a gym rat, let's just say you're going to the gym and you're trying to work out. I'm working out two more hours a day than you every single day. So at the end of this 60 day cycle, I've got 120 more reps or whatever you want to call them under my belt. My plants are going to be stronger. My plants are going to be bigger, badder, more robust because they've gotten more light. That is my opinion and my experience. Um, so if you're doing six, two in veg and they're not going into flower, six, two, six is definitely not going to work for a flower cycle. You're doing that basically. And it's, I don't, I don't think that that would work for a flowering cycle and I don't, I don't get why you want to do that. So I guess I've got a follow-up question, my dude. Uh, if you really want to do this, please explain to me why, why do you need to do this? What is the method to your madness? But my quick answer is why, why are we reinventing the wheel in this way? And I do understand that I've introduced the 18-6 light cycle at the end of flower, but I can uh, give you a very rational and well-spoken and well-thought-out reason as to why I'm doing that. I don't see a rhyme or a reason for this new technique unless maybe the room is getting too hot. You need to save some electricity, but there are other ways to work on that strategy. My first answer, my dude, is why? And then I want some follow-ups. I want to know why you're going to do this. Why? That's straight up it. Why? What you thinking, bro? Send me a follow-up. I look forward to it, but you still get a free pack of seeds. So please do send me, like I said, a real name and a shipping address. All right, I've got one more question here in front of me. We're going to bang this one out right here at the end of the episode. This is a quick one. Also came from the Irie Direct or Irie Genetics website, the Grow Help tab. This one came from Monsoon City. Big up to my dude, Monsoon City. It says, quick question. I got some rhombus freebies a while back. Are those fems? because I only see Fem Rhombus on the website. Yes, that is correct. The Rhombus is a feminized line. I have not made that in regs. I don't think I will make reg seeds of the Rhombus. It's possible, but I don't have any plans for that at this current time. So those are feminized seeds. The website is quite accurate at this time, I think. If there's something missing on the website that you would like to see, if there's a detail, uh, please let me know. I'm working on updating the website. It's mostly me that does. I've got a web guy that does the stuff, but I've got to create the content and then I'll send it to him. But if something's wonky or wrong, please let me know. I will correct it. But my dude, Monsoon City those are feminized seeds. Thank you for asking. Thank you for verifying. I do appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, all of you beautiful cannabis enthusiasts out there. I do want to thank you once again for listening to another episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. Like I said before, the numbers got jumbled in my recording schedule. So if I said the wrong number at the start of this episode or the wrong number at the start of the next episode, please forgive me. We've been taking dabs. You know how shit goes. Also, we talked about that brain injury. Sometimes things get a little bit 
mixed up. If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, you know that I would love to hear from you. My email address is growfromyourheart at hotmail.com. Don't be shy. Of course, please do send all of those grow questions to the Grow Help tab. That way you can win free seeds if I read your question here on the show. Also, make sure you check out the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash growfromyourheart. The folks on Patreon usually get the heads up on the restocks and drops at iReadDirect before anybody else. They also get quite a few coupon codes, and I do intend to give you some extra special bonus content here in the summer. I've been overwhelmed. No excuse. I got to get my shit together and deliver for the patrons. Patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart for coupon codes and updates on restocks on iReadDirect. Stay up to date. I think that's all I've got for you. Everything else you could possibly need is on my website, iReadGenetics.com. Make sure you check out the website. I hope to see you at the Dude Grows Cup. The Dude Grows Cup is happening next weekend. I look forward to seeing you there. If you need a ticket, if you need info, check out dgccup.com. All right, that's all I've got for you. I want to give a giant shout out to my buddy Smokey Joe. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me. Rasta Jeff, you bad motherfucker.